2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Uh, What would you make of... I think this is a good time to pivot to this for a second. And again, there's a couple lines open. We're going to take your reactions. It's a massive news day here on Grant and Danny and here on The Fan, and we want to hear from you guys at 800-636-1067. You can tweet us at Grant H. Paulson and at Funny Danny uh, throughout the day. They are finishing up with Aaron Glenn today. What is round two of their interviews? And there are five... Finalists, by my count, of the guys who have been interviewed two times. Okay, that's Slowik, and then that's the guys that all got interviewed yesterday and today. So You're talking to the two Ravens guys yesterday, McDonald and Weaver. This morning, they interviewed uh, Dan Quinn uh, in in DC. He came here. In fact, Nikki Javala was at the airport and took a picture. And saw of him. him. Yeah, she's like, uh, this guy in front of me looks familiar, and it was doing a bit. It was Dan Quinn, um, and then they're going and interviewing Aaron Glenn. So, like, that's the list of the remaining candidates would it shock you if they opened this thing back up to some extent now? What I mean by that is if they interview somebody else, we all have been told the process was going to be over on Tuesday night in terms of the interviews and that this week they'd hire their coach. That was what everyone was reporting. They were also reporting Ben Johnson was the favorite. Mm -hmm. I believe that that timeline was based on them thinking they were going to have Ben Johnson done. The second interview kind of make this official, get the contract in place, have a press conference uh, later, maybe in the early next week with Ben Johnson. But everything just got thrown. Whatever your plan was, it may have just changed. Yeah, a little wrench in there. Might they now call someone they didn't interview before? I know for you, your interest would be Vrabel. Right. But for me, like another offensive mind, one of the young offensive guys in the league, a little picked over at this point. That's what I was going to say. I wouldn't that make them – Because, like, I was mad they interview Dave Canales, but he's now the coach of the Panthers. I was mad they didn't interview uh, Brian Callahan, but he's now the coach of the Titans. Titans. I'd, I'd have to even now think back to – I don't even know if there, there are other guys
0: worth talking I mean, Arthur to. Smith's getting an OC job. Sounds like a Pittsburgh. I mean, it sounds as if he'd be a hot candidate anyway. And that's kind of my point here is wouldn't that – because this is a group that thinks – and I don't I don't mean this in the wrong way. Like, the Snyder regime, they always try to – to attempt to control narratives after bad stuff would happen. This group seems to be proactive in doing that, but it, it, they do seem concerned from the outside looking in. I, I, I'm not, and I'm not criticizing, but they want to make sure they're viewed as competent, thoughtful, patient, you know, cohesive organization. It means to me, we're not going to fire Ron Rivera, even though it was eminently fireable at any point in the season, after they lost to Chicago, anytime you would have done it, people would have been happy, but they, they let it ride through the end of the year. They're trying to be judicious. If they have to start over again, that makes that process look, I don't know say amateurish, but not really well done. You, you see what I'm saying? Like if, if Mike Vrabel, for the sake of argument, was a candidate before, you should have interviewed him before. If he's only there now, it means it makes you look like, well, our only choice is Ben Johnson, and now we're screwed. We have to start over. I don't think it would make him look very
3: good. That's a great point, actually. If they interview somebody else now, it is a tell that Ben Johnson was your guy right yeah i mean you have to pick one of these remaining candidates otherwise you're admitting your eggs were in the ben johnson basket and these other interviews you wanted to kick the tires on these guys mm-hmm. but you haven't decided that any of them were definitively the hire i guess right it's a good point but you can't worry about optics when you
0: make this hire i think i'm that's what i was going to say so going to my next point is this is a time we have to put that aside i agree like, like, this it, This it, is your first ding if you're the Harris ownership group, Yeah, this is too big of
3: a deal, yeah. too big of a hire, too big of a decision to worry about the PR of, well, now they're interviewing this guy, so they probably did actually think they were going to get Ben Johnson. Because, like, what I've talked about from a PR standpoint is, and I think people are misunderstanding my point a little bit, I think there are two remaining coaching candidates that the fan base would get excited about. And that's Mike McDonald and Bobby Slowick. I think anyone else, it's not to say none of our callers or nobody would like these hires, but as a mass fan base, Quinn, Glenn, and Weaver would not do that. Those are not needle movers. And a lot of people have responded to me and said, well, they shouldn't be hiring coaches based on who moves the needle. I'm not suggesting that they should, by the way, right? That's not my point. Like They shouldn't make a hire based on uh, who the fans are going to be excited about. But what I am saying is just there's going to be more work to sell the that guy, if you hired Ben Johnson, you have the presser, and everyone just tells you how great you are. If you're Josh Harris, if you hire Mike McDonald, you're still going to get 85 90% of that. If you hire Weaver or Glenn because you know you and Peters were smitten and fell in love in the interview with guys that you know, if uh, some GM in the league was ranking the top 20 candidates going into the process and they ranked 14 and 18 or whatever. Those are your finalists, and you hire one of those guys. It's just a little more selling that you've got to do as an organization. doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. shouldn't care about optics. Yep. Get it right. Like, pick the correct guy. I would just make the case you're gambling, you're rolling the dice a little bit the lower down the board you go, so to speak, in terms of getting it right. Let's go to and Tappahannock on Grant and Danny. How are you? Hey, Lou.
1: Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, I got a theory. I do believe that Ben Johnson was the target. However, the high-stakes poker, Ford family won out, i.e. the, the call in midair to say, no, nah, I'm not interested. We're going to find out, I believe, in the, within the next month, he got some extra money. Now, going forward to the draft, the best person that would actually fit this new quarterback coming in, in line, would be the O.C. out of Baltimore.
3: Who is like Lamar? You mean Lamar Houston, or, or, or are you actually talking about Todd Munkin?
1: Todd Munkin. Okay, that's what I'm saying, Then Okay. Hmm. But who they have they, not interviewed. They might not have brought him up, but who's like Lamar with better arm talent? Daniels. Daniel. Okay? Now, you have this guy. You, you, you said nothing about him, but he's out there, and you've got somebody who can take someone with damn near as much talent as a Lamar in your second pick and create something you know, over those couple of years. But, Lou, if you hire Todd
3: Munkin, don't you think you're then – I mean, you're saying essentially hire Todd Munkin, the OC of the Ravens, who might be the biggest reason why they just lost, by the way. Not that that should eliminate him from contention. But you open it back up, you interview Munkin, fine. He would have been on my top ten list probably. Did a great job this Uh year with Jackson, an awesome job. But you basically then are just doing that, you're saying, because then you would draft Jaden Daniels? shouldn't A, he have input in that decision with Peters, and B, shouldn't you let the draft process play out before you predetermine which quarterback you're going to take?
1: Yeah, yeah, that can be done. But at the the same time, Jaden Daniels is not going to go number one unless he has a knockout combine. Sure, but as of right
3: now, he's also not expected to go number two. Like Drake May has every bit as good a chance as he does
1: nah Drake may Drake may ain't got the the um the experience. He doesn't have the legs,
3: okay. Well, that's your opinion. i'm I'm just telling you that from like a sports book <laughs> standpoint right yeah. now, the expectation is that uh, what I would say in meeting you in the middle is Drake May has every bit as good a chance as Jaden Daniels to be the pick at number two. I think most places would actually say he's the favorite to be the second pick. But we don't need to get into that. I don't like the idea of hiring a coach just to fit the quarterback before you've even gotten... like Before you, you really
0: know who the quarterback is. You haven't hired the front office. Yeah. You haven't
3: hired your scouting staff. Some of these guys are going to stay on with their draft board, I'm sure. Peters has not watched these quarterbacks yet, presumably. There's no reason he would have been doing that this season with San Francisco. He may have, in the last couple weeks, just started you know, a very cursory look at the, the quarterbacks at the top of the board. But he's been working round the clock on coaching stuff. He has no idea who they're going to take... At number two, I wouldn't think you know off the top of his head right now. So, I'm not going and getting a coach in this case, Todd Munkin, because he worked with Lamar Jackson. No, if we find out that they hire Anthony Weaver and he's bringing in Greg Roman or something, okay, fuel up the speculation at that <laughs> point that maybe in that meeting he said, "I, I love this." Uh, I'm just making all this up, but I love this Jaden Daniels guy, and they're like, "Yeah, we we really like his film too." And now you go get Greg Roman, and it would make more sense that you might lean in that direction than Drake May. One of the reasons I've pegged May to Washington for the last few weeks is I thought he was a really good, basically more athletic version, a lot more physical traits than Goff, but could like run that offense immediately. Well, Ben Johnson's not coming here anymore. You're not so running that offense. The
0: whole discussion gets <laughs> wide open again, I think, at number two. I think without a doubt. I, and again, there's there's a lot. It all... It really does depend ultimately on are you going for maybe maybe better right away? Or are you going for long-term high ceiling? How patient are we going to be? There's a million and one factors here. And that's what partly makes you know drafting speculation so much fun is guys like Anthony Richardson last year where you go, it's so hard to pass on that kind of talent, but he's not ready to be a great NFL quarterback yet. He can be a good football player for a while. We could do some stuff to kind of build a base there. And we were robbed of it, of course, once he got hurt. But those kinds of questions – are why you pay Adam Peters. like That, to me, is the whole point of having that guy. It's not just, let's try this this year. It's, I'm thinking about two years from now, five years from now. All of that stuff is part of that discussion, and the the amount of factors, to your point, are innumerable.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.